calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I know that we're both the hosts, but someone has to talk first, Someone right? has to start. Someone has to start. I was thinking, I mean, do, do you have any particular strong feelings about who you want to talk for? You just said you were thinking. Tell me what you were thinking. I was thinking that, <laughs> no, it was a dumb idea. Don't ask me what Oh, I was, was it thinking. that we'd start together? We could say yeah. it together as friends. <laughs> 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 we could say it together as friends, guys. It's a D&D 5e podcast. We looked at a market and said, this is not saturated. This one has people from TikTok in it. It's different. <laughs> That's what makes us different and better. It's TikTok. Uh, Everybody's the world's favorite app, I would say. Every I would say that everyone <laughs> that I've ever spoken to has only positive things to say about TikTok. No grown-up I've ever it's told great. that I do TikTok has looked at me with a weird form of pity. No. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're TikTok people. But not in the way that a lot of people are TikTok people. We're D and D TikTok no. people. I think that D and D TikTok is a really wonderful place. I think that we both. First of all, we still haven't introduced we ourselves. Haven't. My name is Gus. My name my, is Haley. <laughs> uh, my TikTok handle is at Gus the Bard, and I make a lot of D and D related content. I like to share stories from my home game. I like to share insights that I've gained from playing and being a dungeon master for the couple years I've been doing it. That's sort of the size of my content. Haley, what about you? What sort of content do you put out there? Well, my my TikTok is I'm TikTok user at WhipJack, and you will find me also talking about Dungeons and Dragons and pretending to be an elf who works at a diner called Sirens Cove. Uh, that's mostly what I do there these days. I I think it used to be other things. I don't, something changed somewhere. The thing that changed is that you posted a video of you pretending to be an elf <laughs> at a diner and then 80,000 people decided to follow you. 80,000 people said, I would love to look at this elf. What yeah. about the redhead who talks about Dungeons and Dragons? And they're like, huh, if I have to. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess I'll take this as well. Do you think that I, 
a lot of it must be just that people are just so deprived of going to diners and having friendly waitstaff talk to them. You That's... really combined the uh, the fantasy with the uh, crushing loneliness we're all feeling and have I, been for quite some time. I love that interpretation because mine was that it's just a fantasy barista. Uh... Oh, that's a much more cynical way of looking. Yeah. At it. Let's go with my. Let's go with my theory. Yours is much nicer. Yeah, I like mine. Um. I have to say that personally, I'm very excited to like embark on this project with you, Haley, because I think that you make a lot of great content. I think you have a very brilliant mind when it comes to the game, and I've never played with you before. No, we've uh, never we've never managed to play together yet. Honestly, kind of a risk we're taking here. Maybe, Who knows? Maybe we have no chemistry. Our in-game chemistry could be disastrous. We could just start up and just start uh, DMPC bickering and it'll get really nasty and toxic really quickly and... Uh, Maybe you, one of my best friends now, will start causing such problems. I'm gonna say, how can I try to make this as much about me as possible yes. and make your life as hard as possible? Haley's the DM to start, <laughs> I will be the DM later. Maybe now's a good time to actually talk about what, what we're the doing. podcast is gonna look like. Yes, this is not gonna be a huge, big, long story with set characters, and it's not even going to be the same people in every single time. Which is what you'd be used to from <clears throat> from other D&D podcasts. It's a long-running campaign, you keep the same people, you keep the same DM. We thought that sounds boring and doesn't allow us to play enough Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> Certainly not. Also, we just have so many wonderful people in our lives that we want to play D&D with and that we want to be part of this thing with us and we can't have like a 12 person party. Imagine I, the combat. Imagine I, yeah. the combat. Eight hour episodes and everyone gets a turn. It'll be great. <laughs> um, Haley, you had a TikTok live the other day and you gave a piece of advice on that live that I subscribe to and is a major part of my DMing philosophy. Do you remember what that piece of advice was? No. <laughs> the piece of advice was to start small. When you're, when you're building an adventure. Yes. I think that's very, very important because- Otherwise you'll drown. Otherwise you'll drown. So many DMs, especially when they're starting out, get so excited at the idea of world building and they build a whole world before the game even starts, which is not the way. That's how you get a frustrated DM who doesn't get to use all of the tiny, tiny pieces of world building that they've created. Yeah, that's how you get that. That's how you get an overworked DM. Mm -hmm. And that's how you get a DM that is resistant to player agency. Yes, um, which is no fun. Absolutely no fun. So we're starting off with a nice, fun little slice of an adventure with a bunch of folks from Haley's party, as well as Haley's roommate. <laughs> He's a delight. Absolutely he is. Um, I do DM for him also. I DM a home game. He's in that game. <laughs> don't worry. We vetted all these people. We're not going to just bring on some, some rando to mess up our game. Our perfect podcast that has never <laughs> once missed. <laughs> Technically, it hasn't. <laughs> We've run a perfect game so far, and we're not letting anybody destroy it. Um, hi, Daisy. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's cute. <laughs> we're starting with a very small adventure, and then after that adventure is said and done, we're gonna wipe the slate clean of guests, bring on some new guests, and then give it a good old shake, as in... <laughs> It's not going to be the same DM every time. This concept is very similar if you're familiar with the college humor Dungeons and Dragons extended cinematic universe <laughs> with the new Zach Oyama podcast, the Rotating Heroes podcast, where he uh, has a bunch of somewhat connected arcs with a different group of guests every time. What makes this different, what makes our podcast different from that 
don't be mad at, at me, Zach, please. Is <laughs> We're copying you exactly, Mr. Oyama. I'm Plagiarism. Sorry. DM, not consistent. Haley is starting. I mm-hmm. will be following up. After that, Haley will probably take it back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the hope is that we can convince guests to start DMing as well. But as it turns out, all of our friends are very scared of being a dungeon master. <laughs> it's Especially <scary>. publicly. <laughs> it's a scary thing to do. And I think if we just swap off every single time, it'll still be very good. I agree. It'll be very so, good. I would miss uh, never getting to actually play with you. It's going to happen. We're going to talk someone into it at some point. Yeah. At least once. It's going to happen. At least we're, once. We're going to figure it out. Um, but yes, rotating DM rotating guests and the way that i've been phrasing it and we've been talking about it is that every arc will be a spin-off of the arc that preceded it so a spin-off of a spin-off spin-off of a spin-off i want this to get messy is oh it's gonna be awful like six arcs down the line what's happening anyway i because truly it's just like instead of like oh, here are all these, we're going to look into all these different windows of this world and paint this elaborate story as the world gets built. No, 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 no. It's a fun concept. Sure, 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 sure. It would be lovely, but... The random cat in the alley that they saw for two seconds in episode two, what's that cat up to? Where's that cat from? Who's its previous owner? And what were they up to a hundred years ago? That's sort of the nonsense connection. The connections between each arc, I think, will range from very A to B thinking to, like, how far away can we get, <laughs> you know, moving locations, time skip, time backwards. So technically everything is going to be in the same universe. But it's all going to be up to the discretion of whoever's DMing the next arc. They get to pick what threads they want to pull on. They get to pick the tone and the setting and the level of the party. All of that is fully up to DM discretion every single time. So it's going to be very, very different every few episodes. <laughs> I cannot wait for the level one adventure I'm going to put you through. <laughs> no one ever plays a level one. You should skip to level three basically every single time that they play, in my experience. That's when it's fun. But level three is when it's says. fun, guys. That's what it says, too. But here's the thing. Level one can be fun if you do it right. I want to save the pitching for level one when I'm actually running that adventure. Yeah, but yeah. another thing about this podcast that excites me a lot is all of these different chunks of story that we're telling, all of these different adventures that we're running are going to give us the opportunity to tweak the way that we run things, explore different facets of the game, and really dig into every nook and cranny of D&D. Because rule books are so thick. There's too many pages. Too many Too many books. pages. And they don't even begin to contain all the different possibilities of D&D. Absolutely. And all of the, this little D&D sampler that we're doing, I really want to see how many different ways a game can be run. I want to try out different things behind the screen to run the game. I want to try out different rule interpretations. I want to try like leaning into certain mechanics really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say that of the two of us, I'm the more rules focused. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of let people do shit. It's going to be a wild first adventure. With the, the lineup <laughs> we've got and my inability to say no when somebody has an idea that sounds stupid. It's going to be a very good adventure. I'm keep that in mind. I'm going to keep that in mind. If there's any like other rules-focused people out there, I, I do, I do want to make this podcast exciting for you all. I do want to <laughs> see how the rules can be manipulated 
listened to or ignored in order to create different experiences and to just sort of see what all the game has possibly to offer. But for the people who almost turned this off as soon as I started talking about rules, that's why Haley's here. Come listen to my arcs. <laughs> Ignore Gus. Why is he here? We're going to have fun. <laughs> I also like having fun. I don't like the term rules lawyer because it has a lot of negative connotations to it. But um, you're a little bit of a rules lawyer. I'm a rules lawyer that likes to party. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Lawyers okay, are still right. lawyers even when oh. they're wearing hats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and I think just personally, Haley, how are you feeling about all this? We're not actually going to start playing for another... We're recording this a bit ahead of time. We're not actually going to start rolling dice for like another few weeks. Yeah, like three weeks still. Three weeks. Oh, God. That's still <laughs> feels pretty close. <laughs> Haley, as the, as the DM for, for the first adventure, uh, you know, before we get everyone else in the room, yeah. uh, how are you feeling? Oh, so nervous. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> so makes nervous. Sense. I do love DMing. I really do. And I'm very, very excited to DM these people because most of them are the people I play with in my like long-running home campaign that I play in. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a really fun party that will pick me up when I fall on my face. It's all about trust. It goes it both all, it ways. Uh, for people who are aware of Haley's TikToks, most of the people that will be playing with us are the people that are referenced in all the stories that she tells when she's yelling in her car. Uh, and and also who we the... played with for the, the Sirens Cove-themed one-shot, if yes. anybody watched that. Uh, That's my whole home game party, and three of them will be joining us for the first arc. Mm. And then more will be joining in the future. Later on. For those of you that are familiar with my content and my TikToks, my party, my, my home game party that I post clips of, none of them are going to be in this first arc, but don't you worry. Time will continue marching on, and more arcs will happen, and I will drag them onto this podcast, I promise. Um, so you will definitely get to hear me play with them as well. Just not a first. Just not a first. And for those of you who are familiar with D&D TikTok in general, we have a long wish list mm, yes, we do. of other people we would like The great thing about guests is that you can bring on different guests. We can bother <laughs> a new person every six weeks. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fabulous. We didn't say how often how people often. will be hearing from us. So, hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is going to be posted every Monday is the day we agreed upon, right? Yes. Monday. Yeah, every Monday. Starting your work off nope. <laughs> starting your week off uh with a nice little dose of D D to get you through those Mondays. Honestly, I think it's the best day to release a podcast. I'm sure. glad we're doing Mondays. And yeah, unless we've inadvertently bit off way more than we can possibly chew, weekly's the plan and that's what we're doing. We've got a good schedule lined up. Listen, we're just people. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing that much, but if you're listening to this, that means we at least made it this far. So We got something put up. <laughs> we put something on the internet. Good job. So, like I said, we're just people. Not for long. Haley and I are running the show, bringing on guests, scheduling these guests. I, I'm doing, gonna do my best to figure out how to edit podcasts and edit things into something that is listenable. Uh, cut out everyone trying to figure out math. Uh, it's gonna take uh, a big old chunk of our lives uh, in order to prepare these adventures, run these adventures, and get them to your ears. And we're happy to do it. 
which we are so, so happy to do it. But, and, this, and this is some good news for people listening as well, honestly, I think. Uh, this is a bit of a mutually beneficial situation we're presenting here, which is that along with our podcast, we're also launching just a little bit of a Patreon. Just a touch of a Patreon. Just a little, just a little a, friend. A just dash. a little friend. <laughs> the people that we have met and interacted with in D&D TikTok have been such wonderful people and uh, have been just so kind and supportive for everything that we've done. And I think that this Patreon is a way for people, if they so choose and if they have the means to, to help support us and help make this feasible and not something that just eats up our life and uh happy to do it happy to do it happy to do it happy to do it (laughs) (laughs) um but also i think we've got some pretty wonderful perks for people uh depending on how involved they would like to get in this little project that we're making uh so why don't why don't you sort of run through run through the list there i was pantomiming (laughs) running you couldn't see it because this is an audio format but i was running Mm. So if you were to hop on over to the Unprepared Casters Patreon, you would find yourself four tiers that you could choose from to support us at different levels. What are the tiers? The lowest tier that we're offering right now is the $2 tier, uh, which comes with- Cheap. Cheap, so easy. Uh, Do you mind if I just be like your hype man throughout this section? I need one. Hey, $2, man, $2 is nothing. Snickers. The $2. For the cost of a Snickers. <laughs> uh, the $2 tier comes with a couple of different things. Um, one of them is going to be PDF copies of all of the character sheets for the player characters so that you Ooh. can see what kind of stats they're working with. And if you want to play our characters yourself, you've got the sheets. <laughs> Just run it in your home game. They're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, and it also gets you access to a patron-only Discord server. The Discord's going to be great. It's going to be a place where you can talk to me and Haley and guests. other guests that were on the show, as well as with uh, other people listening. So you can, you know, a, a great one-stop shop for just uh, if you need if you need to yap at someone because you know you're not going to be able to talk your friends into listening to a D and D podcast <laughs> or your family or whatever. Who listens tried to D and D podcast? Doesn't work. It doesn't work. <clears throat> so uh, so the two dollar tier is a great is a great way to be able to unlock uh, that uh, that, little that little community. That little community. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing the two dollar tier does get you is my eternal love. I can't promise that for Gus, but you will get mine. I was just about to say this only <laughs> applies to Haley. Uh, my love, you unlock guys, at five dollars. Guys, guys, so. you don't you don't need Gus's eternal love. You've already got mine. It's fine. <laughs> I was genuinely just stunned into silence. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I've been I've been hurt. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's fine. Just it's mine. That's all you need. The next tier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the next tier, Haley? The next tier is the $5 tier. Woo, $5. What else costs $5? A uh, pound of ground beef at the grocery store. Woo! For a pound of ground beef at the grocery store, what can you get, Haley? <laughs> For the cost of a pound of ground beef, you will find yourself having the ability to vote in polls that we put up that determine future arcs, whether Woo. later on we're asking what guests you want to see back, or directions you want to see us go, those might be things that we put into polls, and we would love to hear some feedback on it. Certainly, yeah. Put your hand on the scale to determine the future of the story that we tell. It's, I mean, you can't get this anywhere else. 
Uh, and the other thing that you'll be getting for the $5 tier is access to our weekly talkback show that we'll be putting up with every episode. Ooh, that's fun. Here's <laughs> the thing. If you like listening to this nonsense... Uh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to do our, our best to have as many guests on as possible for the talkbacks as well. No no promises as far as how many guests are on. At the very least, Haley and I will be on every, every single time. time. And then whichever guests had the free time to join us as well. We'll, we'll um, make them hang out with us. <laughs> and my next question for you, Haley, mm-hmm. is do you know what costs $10 in the world? Uh, approximately five gallons of gas when you're in a rural what? place. You're good at this. <laughs> that was terrible. That was a terrible poll. What? No, I mean, hey, but, but you came up with something. Is that true? Five? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty cheap gas. How much does gas cost? Where um, It doesn't matter. <laughs> depends I haven't bought it. I haven't filled up a car with gas in years. It's probably less for me than it would be for you. Probably. Um, Something else that costs $10 is the next tier. Yes, which, uh, of course, has all of the things you get for the $5 and the $2 tier. That's how Patreon works. But you also get some new privileges. You get the <laughs> you get the ability to submit uh, potential NPC names and potential homebrew items that we could use on podcast. On podcast, you can be directly involved with the world we're building. How nifty is that, Haley? Directly I think involved it's nifty. in podcast. So. Uh, Obviously, this won't be the case for Arc 1, because we have to record Arc 1 before, before we launch. Before we can post it. But how, sort of how do you think that this is going to work, the NPC item submission? Later on, we'll be sending out forms as people join onto Patreon, and we go on um, asking for these suggestions to basically be sent to the DMs of future arcs and give them more options of fun things to put in. Yeah, and I think that as we figure out what each arc is going to look like, sort of as soon as whatever DM, you, me, whoever, has an idea, we can, you know, perhaps give patrons a little bit of a guiding hand here, being like, hey, this adventure is about pirates. Give me your best pirate. Uh, What are your best pirate names? Yeah. So, honestly, I I personally, if it were me, this $10 tier is... Is just really something, something special. It's because uh, you're good at pirate names. Uh, certainly. <laughs> uh, Give me one right now, guys. <clears throat> Captain. <laughs> God, I'm so bad at doing I'm gonna cut that part out. <laughs> oh God! You, you give me a pirate name, Haley. <laughs> Off the top of your head, right now. Captain Codswallop. Fuck. Damn it. All right. So the podcast is actually just going to be Haley DMing the whole time. I'm just going to be a player. And... No! Uh, Captain... Where were we? Poshelbog. Captain Wagglestump. Captain... Like cheating because we both went with captains. Philfom. They're all captains. Philfom. What are all... <laughs> You cannot run a ship on captains alone. Why not? It's a new governing system that these pirates have come up with where they're They're all all captains. captains? (laughs) And no, here's the thing. When everyone's Mm -hmm. a captain, you can't have a mutiny. It's foolproof. That's true. (laughs) Great. 
$10 tier is fantastic. Uh, ha- get your little grubby little fingerprints all over our podcast. No other way to do that Please. if you're not the $10 tier. And the the DMs will greatly appreciate the assist as well. Oh, absolutely. If you've ever DM'd, you know how much a good list of NPC names can really just make your time go a lot smoother. As was just proven in the previous... <laughs> Two minutes of this recording. <laughs> so, like, the Indeed. Undying Love starts at the $2 tier, but it just keeps it does. on my growing. Undying love. Uh, yes. Truly. And how, how high does this love go, Haley? What's next? Well, f- at least for now, the love goes to $15, uh, which is the same price as one of those middlingly nice blankets at Target that you can just wrap oh, yourselves wonderful. up in. <laughs> wrap yourself up in, in, in supporting our podcast. <laughs> in your love. <laughs> I like to call the $15 tier the you love us more than we love ourselves tier. <laughs> This is sort of just like a placeholder where you can show us how much you care about us. It does come with all of the things from the previous tiers. And you will also get a personal little thank you at the end of every single episode because we love you so very much. And there will also be future things coming to every tier, including this one, we hope. As we grow and learn... (laughs) If you decide to love us more than we love ourselves and toss us a warm blanket every month, uh, we will love you so much. And thank you at the end of every episode. And super special things down the line uh, will will come your way. We hope. For everybody. For everybody. For everybody. Thanks for being here. And... We've gone all this way talking about all these tiers, and we haven't given anyone a URL. No! What's the URL, Haley? Well, if you could believe it, Gus, it's patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. That's the name of the podcast! That's the name of the show! Whoa! Great. Patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. Give your love a monetary value today at patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. Well, one thing that I wanted to loop back on is this talkback show that we're recording for the for the $5 tier. Every week. Every week, talkback show, me, you, and guests. Yes. What is the name of this talkback show, Haley? We didn't mention it earlier. That's such an interesting question, guys, yeah. is because we haven't thought of one yet. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to remember right now. I think the Dungeons and Daddies talkback is literally just called their talkback show. Oh. The <laughs> Rotating Heroes is called the Arc Bark. Which oh, that's I, cute. Which I particularly like. It might be Talking Dads. Ah, yes. They call it Talking Dad, but they only Talking do it every Dads. other week because they're oh. like, we're doing ours every week. Take that, Freddie Wong. Woo! <laughs> what you got, Freddie? Let's pretend that we have any legs to stand on when trying to roast very successful podcasts. I'm coming for everybody. Who else? <laughs> Matt Mercer. We will have a showdown uh, in a parking whoa, lot. Right to the top. <laughs> Gus, if you don't shoot for the moon... How will you ever land amongst the stars and fistfight Freddie Wong? Here's, and I'm glad you mentioned Matt Mercer, because yeah. one other thing about the podcast that I want to emphasize is that a big 
a big problem. This might I, I might edit this out because it might actually not be the endorsement of our podcast that I think it is. Oh no! <laughs> but a lot a lot of you hear a lot about the Mercer effect. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a very dangerous thing in D anD D where people hear Matt Mercer and hear the things that he can do and they go, Oh, I can never do this. Mm-hmm. This is this is absolutely not something I can do. Mm-hmm. I w- would like our podcast to be the antithesis <laughs> of the Mercer effect. <laughs> You're going to listen to how bad we are at DMing, and you're going to think to yourself, I could do that. Is that me saying that our podcast is going to be bad? <laughs> that's you saying I'm not going to be a good DM. No, that's not at all what I meant. <laughs> we're, we're both, it's Gus, both of us. Gus, we're both do you know how many it. D&D podcasts have female DMs? Can you think of one, Gus? Nadpod for a smidge. <laughs> for like six episodes. For a little bit. And you're oh going to look at the one D&D podcast that we can think of that's going to have at least half of a female DM. <laughs> Wait, this is actually pretty exciting. Now, when you know, put it that way. I know there are some, but there's just none that are. There's none that's us. There's none that's us. There's the real problem us. with D&D podcasts is there's is that none, none that have, have us, us in, in it. it. <laughs> and that's Listen. really what we're trying to fill in the market. We're fixing D&D podcasts. Also, oh my, what a claim. Another thing about D&D podcasts is that we're, we, we are fresh young souls, Haley. We're on the millennial Gen Z cusp. You get, we got a bunch of olds that are dominating the space now. Ancient, gotta, ancient 30 year olds out there. I know. Their bones creaking, How voice old is rasping. Mulligan? He's like 30. He's gotta be 30. Yeah. God. I'm 24. I'm a baby compared to Brennan. You're a baby. <laughs> I could legally drink as of like eight months ago. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> But I think even the name of the podcast, Unprepared Casters, indicates that things will get a little messy. And that's okay. We are not professionals. We are not voice actors. Oh, someday, though. So- hey, Someday we're going to well. add professional D&D man to our resume. <laughs> to our shared resume. Our shared resume. <laughs> Gus, oh. Gus let's, make a, let's make a shared resume. That would be so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So- <laughs> so far, the, what we have on it is we have we've recorded this. <laughs> uh, this is a good idea, right? We should we this should absolutely be doing this. This is a this good is idea. a great idea. No one's ever had a better idea. I'm here to calmly make the boldest claims you've ever heard in your life. This is the amount of claims that you've made have been staggering. It's about the confidence. If you feel it in your soul, then it's true. To loop back, I certainly was not saying that you're going to be a bad DM. I still can't believe that that's how that was interpreted. Um, uh, you're going to be a fantastic DM. I'm going to do my best. And Gus, your whole shit I, is DMing advice. I know, I know. Everyone knows you're a good DM, my man. I'm the one untested in the public Thank eye. <laughs> Until now. Until now. Man, is there anything that we haven't touched upon that we need to touch upon before we get into the adventure itself? I think we got it all. We talked about think... how often we're going to be mm-hmm. throwing ourselves to people and what the show is going to look like. And that they can give us money if they want to. That might That's be everything. Them. That might be everything. Well, listen, uh, first of all, we know that there's a lot of podcasts out there and a lot of D&D podcasts out there. So what? if you're taking the time to listen to this, to take a little slice out of your life and to let our voices fill your ears, uh, genuinely, truly and deeply thank you. Uh, while we're recording this, we don't know if anyone's going to listen. No idea. 
absolutely we really, no idea. We really and truly don't. We're really just riding on mountains of faith to even get it to the point where we're putting it out there. I cannot wait for us to have exactly two dedicated listeners who I will love with my entire heart and soul. We're going to love them so I will much. love them like I will love a child someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're one of the two, thank you. And we love you. Whoever you are, whatever your name is, thank you. This has been the Haley and Gus section of episode zero. And you are about to get to hear... Everybody uh, else. This, uh, everyone else and the adventure that we're going to start running to kick this uh, kick this sucker off. You're going to love so, it. So, woo! You are going to love it. It's you're going to love it. It's going to be, I'm going to love it as well. And I'm going to love it, and that <laughs> means you're going to love it. That means you're going to love it. Okay, let's bring everyone else on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Welcome everybody to Unprepared Casters. We have the whole gang here now. Say hi, gang. Hi, hi, gang. Hi, gang. They're all here. Hey, Haley. Do you want to know what I noticed on the Instagram? No, what's up? The only uh, Instagram account that the unprepared casters <laughs> account is following is Mr. Bradley Lee Mulligan. I did see that. True. Yeah. I did that That's on purpose, and it's not going to change ever. I did see that. I was amazed. I was like, who out of who, who isn't getting followed out of Gus and Haley? <laughs> what's the drama here? And it was just Mr. <laughs> Brennan Lee Mulligan, just it's what alone on his throne of glory. Where he belongs. I hope he knows this honor. Maybe one day, maybe one day. He'll be like, why is this? <laughs> what, who are these people? Why are they? My dream is to have Brennan Lee Mulligan go, who's that? Hey, you know what, speaking of, who is that? Who's here? Who are you people? Why are you on my podcast? <laughs> Very clean. Great <laughs> Segway. So Haley, I think you had had a little you had a little scheme you were telling me about about a way that you wanted to handle introductions. <laughs> um, I just thought it'd be cute if we all did a little icebreaker. Oh, <laughs> well, see, this is important because we all sort of know each other, but there's still some some pleasantries to be made. Uh, we all haven't played in a game mm-hmm. together before, and. I think just as a general rule of thumb and unprepared casters as we move forward, icebreakers. There's going to be so idea. many new people all the time. Yeah. So we have to set a precedent. I'm getting freshman college year. <laughs> awful. Deja That's exactly vu. the vibe. That's exactly the vibe. You're in a liberal arts requirement class with a whole bunch of people you'll never see again after this semester. Are you ready? No. Let's all just say our major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what if we, we'll go around the circle, everybody will say their name, their pronouns, and then what class you would want to be in real life. I like that. That's fun. That's a good idea, Haley. I like that a lot. Thanks, I'm going to go look guys. up the full list of classes because <laughs> I want to be sure I have a an weird an, one that's not in the player's we, hand. Do we have decision. to pick a subclass? Yes, no, we do. You, oh, God. God. Yes, you do. <laughs> Oh God! John, John says we John do. Says yes, of course, do. John okay. has been locked and loaded with this answer already. <laughs> nice just pun. Awake at night. Uh, Haley, I have a, I have a question for you in particular. Uh huh. This is this is we are still living in the real world, uh-huh. full of. You're living people. your regular life. Which yeah, one do you want to be? And we have the actual abilities and powers <laughs> yeah. that this class mm-hmm. has. What yes. level are we? Uh, twenty baby. Five. No. Okay. All right. Five. Okay. Five. Thank you. <laughs> could you imagine just being a level twelve wizard in the world? I said level twenty. You could do anything. Literally. All right. You've all had plenty of time to think. It's you know eight a.m. on a Monday morning. You just moved into your dorm. You've had plenty of time. You're well rested. Kyle, go first. 
Oh, hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, guys. I'm Kyle. My pronouns are he, him, and if I were a D&D class slash subclass... <laughs> Fuck, I um, the subclass. I, I would be a... I I don't I I'm ashamed on D and I don't remember the actual name of it. The Time Wizard. Chronergy. Uh, Chronergy. Yeah. Thank you. You're because Time Wizard is how it wild. Is. That's all the explanation you need, honestly. Time magic is some fun stuff, right? Yeah, time yeah. Wizard is a Yu-Gi-Oh card, you guys. That's what that's where I got that from. Time Wizard is a Yu-Gi-Oh card with 300 attack and 200 defense. Oh, oh no. Okay. Pax. Oh, I'm going next. Hello. Yeah. I am Pax. Um, Paxton, but people call me Pax. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I think I would probably be a bard, but probably a College of Eloquence bard, because I did do six years of speech in high school, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't go to high school for six years. It was also middle school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think that I'd be a very good bard, but I think I'd be one. You'd be an excellent bard. Oh, thank you. And this is a place of positive self-talk. Oh, I'm so sorry. Try again. <laughs> oh, um, I'd be the best fucking bard. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. yes oh, I'd are. be the best fucking bard um, anyone had ever seen. And I'd go, like, very Shakespearean with it, I think, if I'm going to be, like, being an orator. <laughs> Hell whatever. yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. John. Hello, my name is John, and my pronouns are he, him, his. If I was a and d class in real life, including the subclass, it would be a fighter gunslinger, and I don't have a defensible reason why. Just because that's what you play. <laughs> I just want to shoot guns good. That's my yeah. <laughs> magic? No, no. Just make me real good with a gun. Yeah. Jenny? I, yeah, I'm assuming I'm, I'm up next. I think there's an important question that I have to ask now. Um, is this what subclass and class we want to be yeah. or what subclass we would be whatever you feel in your soul there's whatever Just i feel in my soul feel something okay, in cool. your soul and say it all right cool hello everyone i'm jenny my pronouns are she her and my subclass that i would want to be is definitely not the time wizard thing because someone else already said that so it would definitely be the time sorcerer thing uh, and i know what that is <laughs> Definitely. Um, and not just something that I am recalling from one of my deep scrolls on D&D Beyond. <laughs> because I've meditated on this many a times, mm -hmm. and um, it's obviously just would be an innate thing for me to be able to control time, which definitely the clockwork sorcerer time soul thing definitely mm -hmm. yeah. does that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I see that in you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love that. Point of clarification, because I don't want to get hate. Um, Time Wizard actually has 500 attack and Jesus 400 Kyle. defense, just to correct myself. If anybody comes, comes here to well actually you about Yu-Gi-Oh, I will ask them to leave. I'm covering my bases. <laughs> there, do you know there's a way allowed. to block someone from listening to a podcast on Spotify? Do you know if that's possible? No, even if... Like fully, even if they become like a Patreon like yeah. supporter, They're... you're like absolutely not. I will not take. We don't your want money. your money. Your money has no use here. I think that the ten dollar tier, a really good perk, would be <laughs> oh. you're allowed to um actually, <laughs> but only Kyle. To be fair, I am the most likely to say something with unwavering confidence <laughs> and totally be wrong. So we all will. Gus, should we also do the icebreakers? Oh, certainly, certainly. We need yeah, our fun I... fact out there in the world. Y you go then, sir. 
My name is Gus. I've been here the whole time. My pronouns are he, him. I've been trying this whole time to find the subclass that I want because I don't know druid subclasses that well. But I would be a druid solely because I want to change into animals. If you're giving me the opportunity to pick any D&D class, I don't think I'm a very druidic person, so this that's not the class I would be. But certainly, that's definitely the most fun thing that a, that you can do as a D&D character, right? Is to change into an animal. So... I would do that. I don't. I don't know. Circle of dreams sounds like it's fun. I don't know what they can do, but that sounds Moon fun. Moon is the one where you get the most shaping into animals. Oh, oh, really? Oh. If that's your priority, circle of the moon. As is long the one as I have it, I'm most. good. I don't need like the that's, most. Of it. <laughs> they all let you yeah, do. Yeah, I would honestly get up to two levels of druid and then do other stuff if I could. <laughs> Uh, but as long as long as I can just change into oh wait, but the higher you get, you can change to like better animals, right? Yeah, you can fly and stuff based on challenge ratings. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You could turn into I, a cat at level two, though. Perfect. You wouldn't perfect. need to go back. <laughs> I, yeah, who needs a subclass when you when I would just be a house cat forever and not change back? <laughs> How often would you just use speak with animals to just talk to your cats? <gasps> All the time. All the time. <laughs> I wish I could do that. No, I'm sad. Oh, no, Gus. I'm so sorry. What if you sorry. hear something that you don't want to hear uh, that immediately? Happen. About- they, I know what I know how they feel about me. I know it goes through their little cat head. Uh, it would just be nice to chat every once in a while. Yeah, so that's me, Haley. You're last. Hi, my name's Haley. I've also been here the whole time. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And if I was a D&D class, I'd be a College of Lore bard. It's my answer every time. Cutting words is the best thing in the whole world. I want to use it on real people uh, in real life every day. I love that. They need Can to I... take psychic damage for their crimes. That's fair. <laughs> Noble Can of I you. just say yeah. that it really strong of us to start a D&D podcast by all like immediately embarrassing ourselves by how much D&D knowledge we know. Like just like I think that none of us really I like a couple of us for sure hit that really well with like new and knowing the names of the subclasses but <laughs> i feel humiliated um uh, and Jenny, I think are you sure that it's not more embarrassing to know more uh, uh i feel oh, what's our target audience let's talk marketing gus right now. directly <laughs> said in the first part that we are the opposite of the mercer effect this is a real thing that gus said on I, podcast true. i love that yeah true. i love that it's, it's because d i want because he I thinks i'm gonna be a bad to... dm I want to do things that make D&D feel more accessible to people, and if having people play D&D who haven't memorized the rule books helps people realize that they too can play D&D, then that's just fabulous. Love that. And then we create the paywall for them to unactually us. So that's yes. really great. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> great. Fantastic. I support this. That's intros. We did intros. Woo! Haley. <laughs> Yes, guys. <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about sort of the the concept behind uh, the adventure that you're about to run? So, as we sort of covered in the first part with just me and Gus, sort of the whole idea of the podcast is with every arc, it's a spin-off of a spin-off of a spin-off. So, something that happens in this arc is going to be a thread that Gus, who's DMing the next arc, is going to pull on and be like, "What's happening over there? How do we spring off of that jumping board?" Um, and we go from there. So I wanted to start with you just like in a village, there's a little quest, nothing super, super crazy. There's no like political drama going on. We're not doing major escapades. Straightforward little fantasy adventure. That is the base concept. Yeah. So from like a scientific perspective, if we're <laughs> seeing how far we can, how far away from, from, 
the true essence of D and D we can get. Uh, we we really start. have to start with with that with that sort of uh, simple is not the word I'm going for, but uh, uncomplicated. Classic. Classic. <laughs> that's there such a go. nice word for Classic it. Classic D and D. That's 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 the word. <laughs> Um, but I, I, saying that, I do have a very dramatic intro written up, <laughs> introducing the setting of the arc. Hell yeah, Haley. If you would be interested in the potentially over-dramatic introduction of the setting. Let me put on my little listening cap and just kind of well, settle yeah, back. Sit and crisscross just, apple sauce. Yeah. Get comfortable, everyone. Where'd you get that listening cap from? We can get <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll shoot your link. Don't worry. Wait, about pa- pass it around. Let me see that. Let me see that. Yeah, yeah. wait. No, wait. Can I have some? Everybody share. Can you pass, can you pass it? Oh yeah, sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, there's more back here. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Uh, Haley. Uh, Hi. <laughs> what's your What's your fun little intro that you've written? Did I mean to write it a week ago? Yes. Did I write it today? Also, yes. Hey, if you wrote it a week ago, it was going to be written. And if you wrote it today, which you did, it's written. So what does it matter? That was very powerful. Wait, I need to remember <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you ready for me to to story time? I've been ready. Glad to hear it. Okay. The kingdom of Hyrenor is never still. The watchful and dangerously competent eyes of King Alaric Eirik see the borders shift ever outwards into the unknown, bringing land, peoples, and wealth untold under his wing. Old magic crackles across the landscape and is captured by discerning hands. Creatures the size of cities sleep beneath the soil, unseen by the eyes of mortals. And the waves that buffet the shores leave behind cracked glass bottles of waterlogged secrets, a glimmer of something pretending to be gold, the wooden remnants of an old captain's only love. There are a thousand thousand machinations with effects untold, many of which will stay untold for most. And at the southernmost edge of it all, on the Verdant Bay, a village is growing up. Summerview is a picturesque destination on the water. Once left off of every cartographer's maps, now new travelers and tradesmen come through every day by ship or carriage. Shops are finding their place here, and families are taking root in untapped soil. This familiar morning finds an elven woman opening her tavern for business and preparing for the rush, a gnomish man kneading dough as the sun rises, a human child helping their mother gather up all the neighbor's clothes that need mending. And somewhere, an adventure is waiting. So that's where we are. Ooh, where's it waiting? Hey, Haley, that was really cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Can we just jump in? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I can can I roll a perception check? <laughs> does, every, wait, wait, does everybody have a d20? Do you want to roll to see who gets to talk about their character oh, first? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I've got Did you dice. all not bring your dice to the D&D podcast to... recording? Do I get to no. add anything to initiative, no. Haley? Do you, Gus the human man, have a bonus yeah. to initiative? I don't know. That's you what I'm control? asking you. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just do let's do a straight D20 roll for this one. <laughs> I do feel like if Gus got like a job report, I feel like Gus takes initiative would be like one of the things like written on there. I mean, I, I don't agree. know. Plus one instead. I agree. No, no. As somebody who's been doing this project with Gus, yes. Yeah. Oh, hell thank yeah. you. That's absolutely. Wow. That's so nice to hear. Would I have done this without Gus? Absolutely not. We never would have gotten <laughs> to this point. We're all here for for because of Gus. For because of Gus. <laughs> for because of Gus. Uh, Haley, I wouldn't be here without you either. Just so it's clear, I want that that's, to be on the record. That's very cute. Thank you. Guys. At the yeah. record mm-hmm. state. Would y'all roll? Give me roll the numbers. I'm gonna ten. I got an eleven. Me too. <laughs> roll off with packs. Roll off with packs. Roll off with packs. <laughs> oh, I got a 19. I got a 1. Because it's pouting. Oh no, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. You can go first. 
Kyle, what'd you get? I unfortunately got a 17. Jenny, what'd you get? I got a nine. John, you got a 10? Got a 10. So Kyle gets to go first. Kyle. That's wild. <laughs> it's it's super, super easy. Just tell the room about your boy you've worked so hard on. Who are you playing? Well, tell me everything My about boy. him right now. Go. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. See, the trouble is... <laughs> He doesn't know. <laughs> um, yes! My my boy's name is Thavius. Thavius, um, no last name. He he has no last name. He was not given one. Um, he stands at a tall 6'3", as a Shadar Kai uh, elven rogue. Do you want to um, explain what a Shadar Kai is? Because that is from an expansion book. Yes, a Shadar Kai is is a kind of elf that has been born into the sworn service of the Raven Queen and spends the entirety of their lives in the Shadowfell, um, which is the one of the planes of the dead. Thavius has spent his entire life ferrying souls um, of the dead, and that has been the entirety of his job. And... He, you know, he kept track of his age up through about 100, and then everything just sort of blurred together. Time um, gets fuzzy after the centuries. He's not really sure anymore. Um, Shadar Kai are described as the other side of the coin of Eladrin, Eladrin being full of life, bursting with emotion, and Shadar Kai being nearly devoid of it, as the plane of the Shadowfell sort of tugs at their soul. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Um... <laughs> Did you say what kind of rogue he is? Because you guys are level three, so you do get to start with a subclass. Yes. Thavius is a soul knife rogue. Of course. I would expect Again, nothing expansions. less. expansions. What is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> a soul knife rogue uses um, psychic powers in order to manifest weapons and abilities to cause psychic damage rather than physical damage. Thavius will not come armed or equipped with any kind of weapon whatsoever. Uh, the flavor I have chosen is that Shadar Kai, when they venture into the natural world, um, into the material plane, they actually have to keep a binding on their arm that physically holds their soul to their body, uh, or else their soul will escape into the realm of shadow. But because his soul has been so touched by the cold etherealness of the Shadowfell, uh, he has found a way to temporarily unbind it and attack people with his literal soul. Hey, Kyle. Um, he throws his soul at people. Kyle, yeah. that fucking slaps. It slaps so hard. <laughs> Kyle's like, can that be what it is? What? Yes, it should be what it is. Absolutely yes. love that. So his, all of his powers are, are, are really just a sad man <laughs> that has lived a very emotionless life using his actual soul to manifest powers because people can't comprehend just the horror that is being touched by the realm of death. Um, and then, so I'm really fabulous. glad we started with the happiest yeah. character in this group. It's really great. Uh, this does not help <laughs> the trope that I always play edgy characters for those people that know me. But edgy or dapper. Edgy or dapper. Um... Hey, we are playing a campaign that's in the material world in a cute little village. You're from Shadowfell. I sure am. Do you want to quick explain why you're here? Yeah. Um, someone fucked up 
in the Shadowfell. Uh, someone screwed up, and a soul that was meant, a very, very righteous exemplar soul that was meant to go somewhere else accidentally ended up here. Um, and we are not evil. We will, like, it is just, it's simply our job to ferry souls. Uh, so it has been trapped in a soul coin and given to me as sort of an errand to try and find out who this belongs to and where it needs to go. And my first step on my investigative quest is to go to the material plane and try and find out where this thing might have lived, uh, who they are. So Thavius is on an entirely different quest. <laughs> Thavius is on an entirely different quest. And it's always yes. a great place to start off an adventure. Just kind of yeah. getting dragged into whatever will be happening here. <laughs> Uh, what a wild place to start the character <laughs> intro. Oh my god! So glad we went Fabius first. The dice spoke. Um, you guys did not roll very well, so we're going to go to the winner of the 11s roll-off. <laughs> I am so excited. Go to Mr. Pax. Who are you? Oh, okay, if you were to be in the town of Summerview, it is unusual to be out in the morning and not see Deb running around. Deb is a tiefling. They have sort of dark pinkish, almost pinkish red skin. They're barely scraping five foot tall. And they are just very sweet, bubbly. They are uh, an apprentice at the bakery that has been in the village probably since the village first came to be. Mm -hmm. um, and they're constantly just running around with a with a basket of goods to to bring around to the people, you know? Yeah. Adorable. Deb is did so you, cute. Did you say a, a five foot fall, a five foot tall tiefling? Aren't tieflings yeah. like person size? People are people oh, are like, five feet you tall. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. I'm just I'm just making sure that like well, five feet is short. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no no yeah you're good you're good yeah no they're just a very short tiefling. They're just, yeah no that's they're incredible. Just small. Yeah. What uh what what class? What's Deb all about? They are a college of lore bard. They really kind of just enjoy, you know, they feel like giving somebody something that they've baked just always kind of like puts a pep in that person's step. And they just really like that. You know, the whole magic thing is kind of comes secondary, you know, but it's useful. It has its uses. Are the baked goods a form of bardic inspiration? Oh, absolutely. Or is it just like a nice thing? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean like both, but like... Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. definitely a yeah, form yeah. of bardic inspiration. Inherently. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Deb, Deb, Deb just lives here. Yes, Deb is from Summerview. Yes. Well, they've sort of they've sort of grown up very close to it, but have not always like been directly in the village. They've been even almost mm -hmm. a little bit outside of it. But I've, I've, as long as they've been apprenticing at the bakery, which has been for several years now, they have been in Summerview. I don't know if I have any more questions about Deb. Do we have, do we have other questions about Deb before we move on? I just love Deb. I love that we started with Thavius and then went directly to Deb. So excited that that is the contrast. How, yeah, how do you think Deb's with? gonna get along with Thavius, Pat? <laughs> I think that Deb is gonna maybe have some concerns about this, just like... Because Deb is just very talkative. They're definitely going to be, like, you know, shopping, like, muffins and, like, fresh, like, baked bread at this person who I'm imagining is not going to be, like, super interested. I don't know. So let, let's 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 get something clear here. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. I'm assuming things about... Th Thavius is a full edgelord <laughs> entirely by circumstance. Okay. Thavius right. isn't used to color or... 
other people that aren't ferrying dead souls. And they're going to um, meet a bright pink person ferrying <laughs> baked goods. Here's, wait, I have... Does Thavia, How long has Thavius been in the material plane by the time the adventure has started? Like, just About a up. half a day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, okay. Like, just got here. All right. That's fun. Yeah. This is where I was dropped off. <laughs> <laughs> so the, then it's then we go to the other, the loser of the 11s roll-off. Yeah, that nat one roll-off. Um, <laughs> cool. So when Hale and I were talking about the concept for this adventure, I sprung at the opportunity uh, to make the most classic uh, D&D <laughs> character I possibly could. I called dibs on fighter immediately. Um, I've never played a fighter before. I've only ever played spellcasting classes, so You're gonna my be first foray into martial classes. It's it is what it is. I love casting spells. I'm gonna be sad not to be able to cast spells, but it's all about new experiences. This podcast is so. Uh, my fighter's name is Mister Person. He <laughs> uh, first name Mister, last name Person. Uh, he also is a self-proclaimed knight. Uh, so he refers to himself and expects others to refer to him as Sir Mr. Person. Um, he is a guard at the at the docks, um, takes his job very, very seriously, and thinks his job is much more important than it actually is. Uh, in his mind, he is, like, r- about probably lateral with, like, the king's guard. Uh, like, pretty sure if he, like, walked up to the king and said sup, the king would be like, Mr. Person, how you doing? A very delusional man, but a man that does his best and will uh, will, will certainly jump at the opportunity uh, at whatever adventure falls in his lap. I'm sure that he'll be super stoked to do it. That, oh, I took the samurai subclass. Which I hadn't heard of before you told me you were taking it. It's from it. Xanathar's. Uh, uh, what does Samurai let me do? Hold on. It's right here, obviously, <laughs> on my character sheet, which I know about. Uh, uh, <laughs> just Google look, D&D Beyond is great, but sometimes you just don't know where to go to find what it is. We're so good at podcasts. Features and traits on D&D Beyond. Features and traits. Thank you, Pax. You're welcome. I am very familiar with one. Class yeah, Pax is the D&D Beyond oh, expert yes. of the um, crew. So what the samurai uh, subclass lets me do at level three is I can use a bonus action to give myself advantage on my attack. And it also gives me five temp HP. Woo! Which at a low level is great. Important. So yeah, I'm 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 super stoked to play a fighter. Honestly, there's a lot of different things I can do to just max out my action economy, which I guess will make me feel a lot better about not being able to cast spells. <laughs> uh, I really hope you don't get frustrated about not being a spellcaster because it does feel like a very different game going from martial to spellcasting or yeah. the other way around. I think I'll be okay because I really like to hit stuff even when I am a spellcaster. <laughs> so I like I play paladins Excellent. and I'm like a war cleric now. So like I I still that that hybrid stuff is is really where I shine. So mm-hmm. hitting stuff is fun. Hitting stuff is all I do in D&D. Yeah. So I can relate. <laughs> I can confirm this. <laughs> that all I do is hit stuff. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing in combat, Haley? Well, I would like to stab the thing, and that is all. Would Thank you mind you. if I stab? <laughs> That's my whole turn. Thank you very much. I just wanted to talk about my favorite thing that we talked about for Sir Mr. Person, mm. which is that he had to do some training up like in the capital at the castle, and just assumed that that meant he was a knight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that he was training with like the king's guard and the king was there. 
he's Sir made Mr. It. Person, yeah, his understanding in his soul is that he is a knight of the king. Yes. I think that no one's told him different, and he's just writing on that. He's not intentionally deceiving anyone. No one knows they have to oh, tell him any different. No right, one knows right, right. he's he's made this assumption. And I think that the townspeople are just like, yeah, sure, that's a knight. All right. Oh, and for and for as far as his appearance and physical characteristics, I like to think he's sitting at an even six feet tall. I think that he is. Uh, I think that he's probably maybe in his like mid forties and. For his face, I just want you to picture that you're playing an RPG video game and you open up the character customization screen before you do anything to it. Uh-huh. And it's just Full the default. first thing, yeah, the first thing that shows up. Just like, oh, man face. Got yeah. it. <laughs> that is a white man, and that is who I will be playing as. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> That's Sir Mr. Person. I adore him. So much. Me Sir too. Mr. Person is the first character I knew about in this party because you were the first person I knew was going to be in this party. Mm-hmm. And I was instantly so excited to continue on with this game, knowing that that was the energy. I can't wait for him to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> so then, John, would you roll? A 10. Okay, so you're next then, right after the 11s. Oh, yeah, yes. You've been awful quiet, Mr. John. Right. I'm just being reserved. <laughs> I will be taking the inverse venture that Gus is taking yes. as uh, my only experiences with fighters. And I will be t- playing a full cast. Yeah, what you playing? Well, his name is Skeventy Three. And <laughs> that's spelled SK hyphen seven three. Mm-hmm. Of course. He is a uh the the first uh warforged of this whole world. His original purpose was to be a, a automaton uh, librarian. And it just so happened he was too damn good at it. So he's been roaming around the world for about 4.2 centuries. Uh-huh, approximately. And yeah. Somewhere yeah, around Hey, what does 4.2 centuries <laughs> translate to in years? Just curious. What do you mean? Oh, I'm just wondering, like, for just, you know, for ease of understanding. Like, what would... I, I don't think that's relevant. Okay, all right, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Go on. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's completely motivated by his uh, extreme uh, need for knowledge as he's just got too much mind space to fill. He's very crabby, very particular... <laughs> Because he knows he's right most times. Mm-hmm. And I guess, uh, given his abilities and whatnot, one could consider him a wizard of divination, but he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't think he earned that accolade. He's just a librarian. <laughs> he wouldn't consider himself worthy of that title, or? It's, it's not worth even the okay. bother, the hassle. It's just not even worth considering that there could the be titles. Come on, let's get real. Did he quit his librarian job, or, or were, did they release him? He was born. To, he was born to do it, and he's been doing it. Oh, he's still. Oh, he's still doing it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He is still. He, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a. Bo- he doesn't have a boss. <laughs> Let's get into that. Seventy six does. Seventy three. Sorry. Oh my God. Seventy three. I don't know why I went like being a patriot over there. I think I was thinking about Overwatch. <laughs> is what I was thinking of. Seventy oh. three right. does. Let's say frequent the library in Summerview. It's something that is being established as Summerview is growing and growing with more and more people and more information. Um, I've called it the Grand Heritage Library. It has big aspirations for itself. But. It's fair to say frequent is an understatement. <laughs> but he does not work there. No. But those who, those who do work there get out of his way. And they sort of just 
allow if him. If they try to work <laughs> with him, he will scold them for not being competent enough. Right. So does Scaffendy 3 kind of feel like an ownership over this library that he does not work at? Uh, he feels as though he's entitled due to his competence <laughs> to most things relating to knowledge and culture. Of course. I think the way that I worded his position there is that he volunteers out of spite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is, is essentially what Scavenger 3 does just oh. day in, day out. Because he doesn't really need to earn a living. Ridiculous. He doesn't like eat or need to, somewhere to sleep. Has no need for any of you those. Just go things. to the library, and if they're doing everything wrong at the library, <laughs> you got to make sure that they're not doing it wrong anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to paint a picture, I would say he has a similar complexion to to shit copy of Ultron in the second <laughs> Avengers movie. Okay. All right. You know, the yeah. one that like waddled in during their fun little quoting party? Quoting Pinocchio yeah. or whatever. <laughs> the one that looked so rough. And like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that one. About the strings and whatnot, Classic of Classic film. No complaints. Did he used to look better than that? Or Probably. Is he it's been a while. 4.2 centuries. Okay. 4.2 centuries will do that to you. 4.2. Yeah, right. <laughs> have you been around for that long? I haven't. No, I have not. You know what? That's fair. I can make no judgments. That's probably what everybody looks like after that many <laughs> centuries. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about Skevin D3 for literal hours. He fascinates me. I'm flattered. I love everything about him. You were telling me a detail with how he uses Ray of Frost that yes. I very enjoyed. Do you want to explain yes. the Ray of Frost thing? He uses it throughout his body as coolant. He's just constantly casting Ray of Frost on himself. Yeah, and there's also his uh, arcane focus. I don't recall what his arcane What's focus his arcane is. Focus? It's a wind-up crank on his back. Perfect. <laughs> He's a toy. And now I love no. him too. There we go. He's insulting. <laughs> Dare you? I got my seventy three in my in in my kids meal. Guys. This toy would, 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 would outsmart you from here to Sunday. While Skeveny 3 himself may not be a toy, you have to think about the marketability potential <laughs> with having a giant wind-up in his back. Someday I when mean, we sell action figures. How disrespectful. How tall is Skeveny 3? He is, a, uh, if, you, if he were to be standing straight up, which he is not able to do, he'd be 6'5". But at, with his hunch, he's 5'9". Wow! That's such Whoa, a, that's a big that's difference. That's a hell of a hunch. Oh, jeez. Scavendy, no. Wow. Poor guy. His posture. It's been a while. Someone's got to oil up those, uh, grease up those joints. Mm-hmm. Most Warforged weigh about 250 pounds. He weighs 225. Okay. A nice lean 225. 250 is the low end. Okay. <laughs> An old, frail robot that knows more than you do. Yeah. Uh, he just, he just rid himself of vestigial parts. What? That's, that's like the armor parts, I assume. I guess because what? he's a wizard, he can't have those. Oh, uh, yeah, his health points would agree with you on that <laughs> notion. What's your HP looking like, John? Yeah, what are we looking at? It's it's looking uh, below 20. Oh, that's pretty Same. low. <laughs> should, that's we do, should we do HP shares after we get all Yeah, after we get the last it'll be, one. Yeah, that's good information to have for our healers, especially, is who, yeah. who's going who's gonna to need the, the, the assist there. Our last one yeah. apparently has left. Yeah, Jenny just straight up left <laughs> right before gone. she was supposed to go. That's true epic Speaking podcast moment. I thought you were going to say epic poggers. I got and so excited. Can she even excited. hear us right now? I'm not sure. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, 
And my sister came home and immediately started singing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I love you, hon. I'm going to need you to stop doing that. Oh, man. Jenny, who are you? I am here today joining you all, bringing to the table a wonderful elf by the name of Hope Lovejoy. (laughs) She is a cleric. She is a high elf. And she is also in the six foot range. She's about six foot five with her heels on. She has, um, in her, in her, in her demeanor, she, she wears a very beautiful flowing yellow gown, but it's very stiff in the way she walks around. She's got her, her white gloves on and she just like beams with, with a delicacy and, and, and richness that, you know, makes you maybe want to punch her in the face. <laughs> but you can tell that she's also constantly grinning from, from ear to ear. She has a nice, her hair, brown hair is, is pinned in the back in like a low bun. And she's got like a, a golden headband to hold her hair back and hold like a gem and like a widow's peak. She's got um, fluffy sleeves, but like a nice little arm band that seems to be the only armor um except for of course she walks around and you hear a lot of metal um that you can only assume must be a very intense corset or hoop skirt that is underneath her um she clearly has a a a very beautiful holster with bedazzled with jewels for a short sword on her that looks like it's never come out of that little holster of it. And you can tell by the way she wears white gloves that she probably doesn't touch must, most things. In fact, Hope Love Joy is over 200 years old. And today, joining you guys in Summerview is one of the first times she has ever left her house. She is the youngest of 16 in her very large, noble, rich family. Uh, most of her family has gone off to do great things, continue the wonderful, voluptuous family business, which is mainly just owning a lot of property and in the way that the aristocrats do. Um, but she was, um, of course, brought, uh, asked to, you know, while her older siblings were doing things, she asked how she could help. And they said, well, you know, if you could just pray for the weather. And she said, okay. And then she kept praying until she ended up into a devotion to a god and became a cleric because they forgot about oh, her no. and didn't tell her to stop. <laughs> she accidentally prayed her way into a devotion so strong That's it has crazy. given her magic powers. <laughs> uh, and so that is the hope, love, joy that is joining you all on this adventure. She is leaving her home for the extremely entrusted mission of visiting family. <laughs> <laughs> is the family in Summerview, or is this just a stop for her? Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, as you can tell, just, just no, wait, no, 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 just pick, yes or no. Let's say no, let's okay. say it's right next door. Okay, let's she's right passing through. You know, at the southernmost tip, the way that you pass right through the southernmost <laughs> tip of the continent. You know, <laughs> just walking along the shore, it's fine. Going <laughs> like east yeah. to west. Don't worry about it. Don't even The trip. roads run that way. Yeah. Is it to my understanding that in a world full of 
dwarves, halflings, and gnomes, our shortest party member is a five-foot <laughs> tiefling yeah. who, as Gus wanted to mention, is not person-sized, apparently. We're all big and old. Is person-sized, just the size of a small person. I also, I also want to point her. out, wait, how old is Deb? Deb is probably a cool 2021. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. there was a moment that I was thinking that the middle-aged man might be the youngest member of the party. <laughs> no, because tieflings only live to be about human age. Youngest and the shortest. Deb, Deb is yeah. claiming both of those titles. <laughs> me, me and my family. Wait, this is just a self-insert character. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a moment in every D&D campaign when you realize that it's been a self-insert the whole time. The whole that was, time. It just uh, happens sooner for some people than others. I resent this. <laughs> I resemble this. It'd be like that. Uh, Hope Love Joy, you're a cleric. What kind? I am a life domain cleric. Heal me, please. I am here to to offer all sorts of love and joy, true to my family's name, to anyone who is in need. Um, but as someone who doesn't leave the house very often, I am most of the time praying for cantrips but you know i still tried to to kind of expand my reaches it's just been you know not necessarily entrusted to me in the past sure tell me about your tell me about your deity who you who you rocking who you repping well and here's where the horror starts <laughs> somewhere in between here i'm like i don't know how to pronounce this god's name yes, this you very do. common god's name i looked it up on twitter and people were arguing and i don't want to be on actually <laughs> Hey, they have to give you $10. It's fine. That means that there's no right answer and you're good to do whatever. You can hide in the discourse. I mean, I know how I say it. How how we, how I want to do whatever you do, Haley. <laughs> I'll say it then. We discussed your deity being Palor. Oh. Um, That's how they say it on Nampod. That is how they say it on Nampod. But presenting right. um, as a goddess to you. Mm-hmm. Because you wanted to have this very powerful goddess leading you and i feel like that's something that the deities can just do they can present as whatever they are needed to be in a situation i think our palor can be a goddess for you somebody needs palor to be a god later i think that's just fine mm-hmm. red yes hell yeah i think if if i think that if 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 hope ever kind of like does like an oh my god i think that palor knows <laughs> She's talking to her. <laughs> I think that there's that. I think they're above those titles in yeah. so many ways, and that glory and and all of the wonder and splendor that a god has. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. But tell me, it, it doesn't fit the hope, love, joy image to be saying, "Oh my goddess!" Instead, <laughs> tell me that doesn't strike a chord with you. I do. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we're gonna feel it out. I think. I think it is a great relationship that Pelor and Hope have together. I think that. Um, in most, I think Pelor is a very popular god, has a lot of people that, that show devotion or just kind of pray over, over good fortune to, to come to them. Mm-hmm. And I am not going to sit there and claim to know the knowledge of a god. I'm not going to sit here and claim <laughs> to know the attitude of how a goddess might treat her followers. But I do think that Pelor maybe is a little bit annoyed with how long Hope's <laughs> prayers are for cantrips. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> sort of the energy of I we've discussed this. You can just have it. We don't <laughs> need to have a whole conversation every time. It's a cantrip. It's okay. You're okay. <laughs> I can't wait for that in game. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. 
Oh, but you should probably clarify, Pelor is sort of the classic good sun god in uh, many a D&D campaign. Technically part of the Greyhawk pantheon, if anybody cares. I didn't know that before we started Googling for preparation. You just said it, and I feel like I still don't know it. So Yeah, <laughs> I really was thinking that it was part of the Forgotten Realms pantheon. It is not. Greyhawk. Oh, and also, just so I can say it, armored hoop skirt. So good. I love that. So Bat good. Battle so excited. <laughs> Wild. Simply fabulous. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> it's very protective. It's a good move. I have a big, like, big, big distance in between yeah. like, all the weapons and stuff. You do take up two squares. <laughs> in the large category. Yeah, like a two by two, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you're all tall as hell, but you're still <laughs> the regular humanoid size. I don't understand how you all ended up so tall, except for Pax. Except for Pax. Pax, well, who always plays short isn't friends. isn't that tall because of the Yeah, hunt. it's, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, I'm not functionally that tall. Scavenger 3 should be tall. <laughs> all right, on to the last part of this section of podcast. Um, we've got everybody introduced. Everyone feels good about what you've said about your character. You don't feel like there's anything missing that we all need to know. I, I do feel like I definitely missed what Thavius looks like. Oh, yeah, That's hit important. us with it. Um... It, it's very simple. He's got like sort of uh, whitish, grayish skin, as Shade Archives do. Um, has middle back length, stark white hair, and very pale blue eyes, and is always wearing a black cloak with the hood up. Of course, because <laughs> it's too bright yeah. here. Naturally, that's all. Continue. Please. If he could get sunglasses, he would. I think that I sort of missed with Dab just to be very clear they do use they them pronouns i've just sort of mm. been saying that but just to clarify for everybody they also do just fully have a gay mullet <laughs> i did not already establish that it's like it's a fashionable mullet okay it's just like shorter on the side it's like shag yeah it's kind of shaggy i sort yeah. of envision it like they have like bangs like on their forehead like in between their kind of horns um but then everything like sort of past the horns on their on like the sides of their head yeah they do just have a sort of like short like almost like rounded looking like horns like they're not very like sharp they're not like the ram's horns they're just like two little kind of guys uh what kind of hair does sir mr person have because pax said uh cute fashion mullet and my immediately my immediate thought was that sir mr person had one that is not cute fashion i oh no i don't think sir mr has a mullet i think he tries to i think sir mr tries to keep his hair uh, the most battle ready that it can be mm. for when he is called into service to protect the king. Um, uh, so I think he likes to keep his hair high and tight. I think I think he's got a, a shortcut. The, the yeah, the classic ROTC mm. high and tight. I know it well. Last thing we need to do: Do any of y'all know each other going into this adventure? What kinds of connections do we have, Kyle? You're making a lot of faces. I had an idea. <laughs> Do we want to do Kyle's idea first? Well, because here's the thing. is I was thinking to myself, three people literally live in this town. They have probably all crossed paths. We can discuss at what length. Does Deb know Scaventy3's name? Maybe not. But does Deb know there's a scary robot in the library? <laughs> Almost certainly. You know, like <laughs> the kind of figuring out what we want those to be. Hope Lovejoy is not from this town. Hope Lovejoy has is left home like a day ago and is walking here. I thought it's possible that Thavius did not appear directly in Summerview, 
but like on a road to Summerview and was sort of run into by a very kind elf <laughs> who was also on her way and maybe just thought it was like her duty to help you get somewhere. Because you're in the middle of I nowhere that. and that's not a very safe place to be. It's fabulous. I love that a lot. And because imagining Hope and Thavius as traveling companions gave me like an afternoon's worth of joy. Just envisioning that dynamic to myself, it really got me. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very on board. <laughs> Excellent. Which, of course, you wouldn't know each other very well, but you have like six hours of banter under your belt. Whatever that banter would look like between the two of them. Might be a little one-sided, but all the same. Just imagine, this is a stranger that you've just been on a six-hour road trip <laughs> yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Jenny, something I would love to establish is, do you think, what, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think that you perhaps found me on the side of the road looking like I didn't know where to go? Or do you think you saw an obsidian portal open and me step out and then look <laughs> confused? Because I'm down for either. Oh, should I have seen you show up or not? Yeah. I think I see you show up. I think so, I too. Think, I think, I think so that's too. better, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's got to be better. <laughs> I didn't want to speak out before, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted y'all yes. to talk it out, but thank God you went ah. with that one. Um. So then we go to the three who are the locals. I mean, I have thoughts. Pax has thoughts. I do. So, okay. I mean, I think that since I've established that Deb, like, kind of goes around town and, like, gives people things... I think that they've definitely made their way to the docks while Sir Mr. Person is like, you know, um, sort of doing his job and they just sort of mm -hmm. like exchange some pleasantries, perhaps. I don't know how well they know each other. Just sort of say hi. I was just gonna say that I think, I think, uh, I think Sir Mr. Uh, always appreciates Deb's presence. I think that, uh, <clears throat> I think that, I think that the vibes are something that, that Sir Mr. really appreciates. Uh, he's, I think he's a very, he's a very friendly guy. He likes to make friends. So, uh, yeah. so I think any sort of warmth that he gets, he will return in kind. I just thought of something that's maybe a little bit mean, but I think could be funny. Uh, please. <laughs> okay. Do you think that Sir Mr. Person thinks that Deb is doing this out of some sort of like, this person is thanking me for my service? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Because Deb, Deb is fully like, oh, I do this for everyone. <laughs> Do, do you think we should do something in the game where Deb has to, like, do a sleight of hand when they give something to someone else so that no. Sir Mister doesn't see? So the thing is, is that I don't know if Deb would know. Oh. I don't think that, I think either of, I think that they both have very separate ideas. Oh, of, I like, think, I think Sir Mister would openly talk about, oh, you're thanking me for my service. Okay, Why? Right. Oh, like, Deb, this is just a delight. Like, yeah, certainly. Okay. Yeah, he'd talk all about right. it. So yeah, Deb will definitely keep that in mind. Okay. Um, because so I don't good. think that they know how to respond to that energy. What about in the uh, library? How do you think Deb gets along with Skeveny 3? I think that Deb was very uncomfortable with not feeling like they could bring food into this establishment. They may have gotten yelled at before, whether it was by the scary robot or by um, a it different person. It was by person. him. It was by him. He, he, he would start angrily shooing is what it would be. Oh, all right. When I said that Skeventy Three, uh, it's an understatement to say he frequented the library. I he's he's, he's sleeping there. Uh, so if you guys have met him, you, you you must have gone to the library yourselves. And if even if it's the smallest interaction, <laughs> he remembers every detail and would just like recite it like without even with, with also no pomp and circumstance as well. Uh, I'm trying to think about if Sir Mister Person would have gone to this library before. 
Haley, what sort of like or or John since uh, since Scavenger Three is all up in their business? Like, is this a good library? Like, what sort of <laughs> stuff would one find there? As far as like contents of it, it's a lot of like maps and travelers journals, things that are collected as people come through. Um, there will be like some historical tomes. There's some magic things in there, but they're currently just kind of getting whatever they can get their hands on mm -hmm. to establish um, this sort of collection for themselves. Gotcha. I think that Sir Mester spends quite a bit of time at the library then. I think that he would want to like be apprised about the goings on <laughs> in, in the realm because it's part of his duty. Uh, I've, I mean, I have, I have given him a history proficiency for this reason, so I think it would make sense that he's in the library a lot. But I just, how do you think Scaveny Three and Sir Mister would get along, John? I just can't. I just don't know. I think it could go either way. What's his? Uh, what, would you, what do you think? Uh, would you describe his average decibel level as high or low? High. Well, that's a problem. Okay. All right. Average decibel level. And if we're not in the library, it's a different story. But you haven't, we haven't talked in that context yet. I, I, I want to say I'm in love with, with the thought that, like, Sir Mr. Person, I got used to saying that. Uh, it really rolls off the tongue once you get it, though. One of the reasons he goes to the library is that he's, like, a side project where he's, like, started in his home writing his own autobiography about his hero exploits. Oh, he definitely would. Hero exploits guarding one dock. Like, Story of a Night by Sir Mr. Person. <laughs> Since Scaveny Three is very, very much knows that no one else knows as much as he does. Sir Mr. Person is a very self-confident person. He he thinks that he's better than he actually is. But I don't <laughs> think that he like thinks that he's smart. So I'm wondering how that, uh, how that like like do you think Scaveny Three just doesn't like anyone like all levels of incompetence or just as it pertains to. Uh, intelligence. It's not so much hate as it is annoyance. Mm, okay. That's that's important. So like if you saw Sir Mr. Person be like, oh, I could lift this and then he can't lift it, would that like annoy you in the same way as if he like didn't know something that he should? Um, I think if I said no you can't before you did it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then I would be annoyed. Okay, okay. Because he was right and you should have known that. Exactly. Obviously. <laughs> Okay, um, we can't establish anybody else's connections because two of you haven't made it to town yet. Yeah, I think that that's all that we can do, right? Yeah. The three that live there and the two that don't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I so love exciting. all these characters so much. I've loved them for weeks now, and I'm so glad we could actually like talk about them openly. And that yeah. we will get to do things with uh, them. Did, did we want to do anything quick before we ended? Like, like a like health point drop or anything. Ooh. Oh, and very important to get her. Yeah, to get her hit points. Yeah. Out. What are the hit points looking like? Let's just do the same order we did the characters in. Kyle. I'm a rogue. I have 29 hit points. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay. <laughs> of course you do. Kyle rolled stupid well for his stats. Pax, what's what's Deb got? Deb is sitting at a cool seventeen. Uh, hey. They also have an AC of thirteen. Oh. Not uh, confident in their ability to live through this. And Haley, if you kill them, <laughs> what makes you say that? I don't Gus, know. Gus is encouraging me to perma kill these characters whom I love. Gus was like, "It's a short arc; they can die." 
I said that generally throughout the podcast, we should be open to killing PCs because sure, sure, sure. of the format. Yes, I think and that I agree with that. I didn't specifically tell you to kill Pax's character. You could blow mine over. Gus looked me dead in the eyes and said, Deb has to die. I was there. What? <laughs> Gus? Uh, yes. What's your hit points? Sir Mr. Person is sitting on 24, baby. 24. Hey. Fighter's less than a rogue. I hate everything about that. Yep. You have a good AC at least? Uh, yes. With with all my armor and my shield, my AC is 18. Hey. Yeah, there we go. And I also have an... I took the interception fighting style, which means I can take damage mm. from other people when they get hit. Actually, I don't even take it. They just don't... Yeah, they just don't take yes. that damage. It Amazing. goes nowhere. It goes away. Because so. it gets the, yeah. the shield, presumably. Yeah. John? Interestingly, not the lowest hit points in the party. I have 18. Hey, <laughs> wizard? Damn, we don't have a lot of hit points, gang. No. And, We're level three. Uh, got, you know, my old, my old rusty three. self is has armor class of 20. Or not 20, 12. I said 12. Oh, 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 that's incredibly not did. 20. <laughs> 12 doesn't look like 20. Oh. <laughs> we all just collectively smiled so you, big and then frowned so yeah, big. Yeah, you said yeah, 20. I was like, we did not forward, discuss right? this. We I was did. so proud of you for a second. Yeah, no, I'm falling apart. Jenny, what's our healer Fantastic. doing? We're, our healer is right down the middle of these hit points at a 21. Um, and with a with a, this dainty little elf and her massive metal hoop skirt has an AC of 18. Hey. Ooh, baby. All right. <laughs> Look out for this hoop skirt. It, okay. is, a, it is a shield. A weapon on yeah, its own. Yeah, you could you could just put it around us. A weapon on its own. <laughs> Deb could hide under the hoop skirt. You could do like the bomb Deb thing. Will be fine. Where like you contain a bomb with it. <laughs> yeah, I could probably protect someone from a grenade. No, yeah, you hop on top of the grenade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we want to end this. That's everything. Do you think that we've done it? Do you think that we've talked about the things that we need to talk about with the people that we need to talk to? I think we've done a podcast. I I think we have. I think we've done episode zero. No more. <laughs> great. Uh, for those who are listening, thank you all so much for hearing a little bit about the adventure we're about to run. We're not going to be playing for another couple weeks, but we're launching episode zero and one at the same time. So just sit tight for a couple seconds, and the adventure is about to hit you right in the face. Uh, so violent. Thank you all so very much. Haley, do you have anything? Thanks. Thank you all. It's been a delight. Get ready for some D&D. Woo! Woo! Hey, I know we mentioned it earlier on in the episode, but now that the episode's over, it's a great time to head on over to patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters and look at all of the wonderful tiers we have laid out for you in order to help support us and to get involved. Uh, specifically, I want to shout out the the cheap Snickers bar $2 tier. So cheap. Uh, you get so, so cheap. <laughs> you get access to our Discord server where uh, you can talk with people about the episode, talk with me and Haley, talk with the guests. It's going to be a great time, and uh, we would love to see you there. So patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. As well... Uh, when I was Googling how to well promote a podcast, <laughs> Google told me that it's important to get five-star reviews on iTunes. 
So you're probably listening on Spotify if you're like me, but if you want to go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, I've been told that that's good. Or if you're listening on iTunes, this is available there as well. Yeah, fantastic if you're listening on iTunes. I don't know how helpful it is, but that's what all the advice says. So let's do a little experiment and find out how much it helps us. It's for science. It's for science. Uh, if you want to follow me places, uh, my TikTok is at Gus the Bard. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Gus Rachels. That's my name. Um, Haley, where can people find you? They can find me uh, on TikTok at WhipJack or on Twitter at WhippedJack in the past tense whipped cream like whipped cream uh you can also follow the show itself uh instagram we're at unprepared casters twitter we're at unprep casters because they wouldn't let us have the whole name too long too, too long, long they said uh, and if you have seen our beautiful character art and our promotional materials you can follow the artist uh grace her tiktok is at grace paints paints with two s's Yes, that is very true. She's fantastic. She is so so fantastic. What a wonderful person. Thank you all so much for listening to episode zero. Make sure to do all the things we just told you to do. (laughs) And stick around because episode one uh, is also here. Right here. March 15th. Whoa. Wow. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.